The Bills steamrolled the Broncos Saturday, further legitimizing their championship expectations. With the regular season in arm's reach, Bills brass are forced to make tough decisions regarding cuts and overall roster moves. All that and more coming right your way. This is the Friday Night Forecast. Yeah, it's been a long time coming to rep the East. Buffalo bad with a vengeance. We resurrected the team, man. We dangerous. Watch for these horns, they lacerating cut. We don't play no game while we play this game. No, I play in us. You know what it's about, you made me wanna shout. They said to take it now, we took another route. Deuces to the drought. Play through all the doubters, finger pointing and laughing. The ones that was talking that trash are the same ones circling wagons. We ain't having it. Dominate divisions ever since we put the L in it. Knocks the competition out the stadium like hammer fist. Stephon digs a grave. He pays respects uh, to the cornerbacks that can't cover quickness, then he catches it. Yeah. In 1995 to 2020, break the streak. Yeah. Kept the faith in every season for the team, cause I believe. Taught me no matter how many times you're down, do not accept defeat. You feel like number 17. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What? You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay. 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 You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Oh, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Succeed the most in the freezing cold. Break yeah. a couple tables in a parking lot with sleet and snow. Yeah. Put the work in with Sean McDermott, a worthy coach. Y'all can get the hands like a Wilson ball when it's easily thrown. Yeah. Got so many yards to the point we own in property. Yeah. I remember haters talking foolish with that gossiping. But they don't want it with Buffalo. Cause when the winter storm hits, they'll be stuck with nowhere to go. Let's play Micah Hyde and seek. We'll find a week up on the field to hike and we'll unleash the likes to trade White and Evans. All kinds of D. Back in the driver's seat. The single Terry, he's sprinting scary to carry the ball through the plane, embarrass these adversaries, prepare to be victimized. We gave New England pats up on their back. Told New York to chat, they left the scene and packed their bags. One fishing for some dolphins, left them beats up on the sand. AFC East champs, you got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What? You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay, okay, okay. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh. Who? Josh. Happy Thursday, Bills Mafia. Welcome to a special episode of the Friday Night Forecast on the Cold Front Report. I am your host, Travis Blakesley. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Again, Thursday. We're going the day before the game, so... Nothing wrong with the day early, so please go ahead, show us some love, like, share, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all things Bills. And remember, you can listen to the show and any other of our shows in podcast form by searching for The Cold Front Report on your favorite audio app. Tonight, I am rejoined by my co-hosts, Cody and Y. How are we doing, Cody? Doing well. Glad to be back after a week off. It's uh, preseason for the Bills and it's preseason for us. So definitely, definitely good to get some uh, some time on camera and on the mic here. Yeah, you got to get reps before the season starts. We're uh, less than less than two weeks away, man. It's excited. Out. It's very exciting. And uh, before we get into the show, let's give a rundown of what happened while we were away. Uh, the Buffalo Bills dismantled the Denver Broncos forty-two to fifteen in their. Uh, 
in their second preseason game and the first with their starters on the field. All three quarterbacks combined for just three incomplete passes on 29 attempts. While the passing game was near perfect, the biggest difference was how good the run game looked. The Bills amassed 208 yards on 27 carries, with four of them going for touchdowns, leaving many to believe that the O-line coach Aaron Cromer may be the biggest addition this offseason. Uh, the Bills made some noise with some cuts, including Matt Hawk and uh, Tavon Austin. Cody Ford was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a fifth-round pick. Um, so, you know, lo- lots of news, lots of people moving around. This is the time of the year where you get uh, a lot of bubble players and a lot of guys who think they can start in the league asking for trades or early releases so they can catch on with other teams. Um Cody, discuss the uh, the week that was. Overall thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Yeah, I think we can we can start with uh, Cromer because we touched on him a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, if this past game was any any uh, you know uh, bar for which we can see the rest of the season going, we're in for a bit of a treat. I think um, you know we've heard from other guys like. Uh, retired players like Eric Wood who said that, you know, he really tailors the way he coaches to individual players. And, you know, he doesn't try to fit a square peg into a round hole. So they say, and um, I think that the players are responding. The O-line looks great. You saw in the, in the game against Denver, you know, they, they were pushing the, you know, again, it's against backup players, but they're pushing these guys back five, six yards, every rush. And, um, you know the the game that we put on in 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 rushing was was pretty incredible. I, I don't know what the the numbers ended up being. I think it was over two hundred yards. Um, two hundred and eight. Two hundred and eight. And you saw guys from from Blackshear to to Cook to everyone kind of getting in on the action, and and everybody looked good. Um, so I, I'm excited going forward to see, you know, if if we can keep this up because it would be a uh, a huge step forward for our offense if we're not relying on Josh Allen and and that passing game. Um, in other news, um, just to touch on Cody Ford, you know, another thing that we broke up, we, we both said we didn't think that Bobby Hart and Cody Ford would both make this roster. Um, news came out that Cody Ford wanted to be a starter. Um, it wasn't going to happen here. So I, I think a, a player that, is in his fourth year, really in a contract year as a second round player, you don't have that fifth year option. Um, a backup player getting a fifth round pick for him for a guy that's been up and down and that we've discussed it at, at length here. I think it's a great deal for Brandon Bean. And uh, I guess Bobby Hart showed enough inside a guard to, to warrant the move. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest point a lot of people were bringing, I think it was Shaq Mason, they got a, the Patriots got a fifth round pick for him. Um, and there's quite a large gap in talent there. Uh, but like you said, I mean, you got three years out of him, and y- you know, for those three years, you drop down three rounds. So the fact that you could get something out of someone who probably wouldn't have made the team. And even if they did, they're not going to be active. You know, chances are he's not, he, he's a guy who is a who only fills one hole. He can only play guard where Bobby Bobby Hart plays every position besides center. Um right. and clearly there's something about Bobby Hart that this coaching staff and organization likes because despite um all of the 
negativity surrounding him. Um, and it's not just being on the bills, but you know, I remember there were, there, there was a lot of internet, uh, hate on him, the QAnon type things, you know, the guy's got some thick skin and he's resilient. So, uh, if you get a coach like Aaron Cromer to turn it around and really make a difference, um, it's good to see. So, you know, I think that kind of answers that question and, uh, good for Cody Ford. You know, if he goes on and he, he ends up starting in Arizona and makes some waves, good for him. Uh, I don't think it's somebody that, um, you know, we, we necessarily need to be upset. It just didn't work out. You already have people on the internet talking about who we could have drafted in that second round instead of right. Cody Ford. And it's like, listen, you don't get all the picks right a hundred percent of the time. So the fact that we're able to recoup something and, um, you know, it, it was, it didn't seem like it, they went out on bad terms. So that's right. always good to see. Um, although you weren't here last week, uh, me and Jeremy, we were talking about wide receivers who they're going to keep. And Tavon Austin was somebody who Jeremy was getting me intrigued about because it made a lot of sense. Veteran presence, somebody who can return kicks or punts. Um, didn't really seem to catch on. He really spent a lot of time injured. Um, any surprise for you on the Tavon Austin cut? No, I, to be honest, I, I thought he was a long shot to make this roster from, from the jump. Um, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30 now, which doesn't mean – much for some players, but some other guys like him, who's been on the training table quite a, you know, quite, quite often in his career, been nicked up since he got here. So you're not getting that, you know, time and repetition that, that you're needed to make a, a difficult room to make. And that wide receiver room, like we've talked about it is, is pretty stacked. We feel, we, we feel good for the players at the top of the roster. And then, you know, if you're the number six, number seven wide receiver, you know, he doesn't play special teams. Um, I, I think that weighs into the decision. And, uh, you know, clear, uh, clear, uh, excuse me, Khalil Shakir has showed out in preseason and in practice. And I, I think, you know, they're going to, they're always going to give it to the, to the draft pick over a guy that's, you know, on the, the back end of his career. So uh, no surprise there for me. No. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much rounds up uh, last week. Um, so let's move on with our first segment. Uh, we're going to go with a little fake news or not. I'll give you a little rapid-fire question. You just let me know, is it fake news, is it true, and uh, why? So we'll first, we'll start. Questenberry is going to start over Spencer Brown week one. <laughs> uh, fact. I think you think, um, do you think... This ramp up is strictly, uh, well, well, I should say the lack of having Spencer Brown involved. Do you think it's hundred percent injury related or do you think that Questenberry is a better player at this point in, you know, in, in time regarding Spencer Brown and his career? I, I think if Spencer Brown was healthy at this point, he'd be starting. Um, I think Quisenberry is brought in. Um, knowing that Spencer Brown was going under under the knife with a back injury, and he became insurance, and he's a solid player. He's been a starter in this league. Um, you know, Spencer Brown's got knocked that rust off. You know, they always say the best ability is availability right now, or right now he's available, but he hasn't been all training camp. And I think they'll head into the season kind of uh, rolling with the hot hand. Quisenberry's looked good. He's a solid player, solid at right tackle. It gives time for Spencer Brown to try to, you know, get his feet underneath him, not rush back, be healthy, 
and we'll see where we are in, in two or three weeks. I, I, I think Quisenberry starts the season at right tackle. I'm going to go ahead with uh, giving that a true as well. Um, for the same reasons, one thing I just wanted to mention was we all know Spencer Brown has a little bit of mean streak in him. He is not, um, you know, he's he's very privy to receive some after the whistle penalties or, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. And he, I, I can guarantee he would have been on a short leash. He would be a guy where you would see him off the field, you know, if he lost his cool. Because Questenberry, like you said, I mean, it's 1B in my opinion. Spencer Brown has more upside, but, um, you know, he showed in a couple games where he, he had a couple penalties tacked onto him. And a lot of time it had to do with the composure or lack thereof. I got a spider crawling up there. Right. And, and, and I do Spencer Brown is one of the players on this roster that I'm, I'm most excited for. Going Me too. Forward. I, yeah. And, and so I don't think this is like kind of even really a step back for him. I just think that we have a solid player in a position that he plays and, you know, he's been there all, all season, right? Like or all preseason. All you know, the, the line has looked very, very good. You know, they, he's been working with Cromer. Give him a little bit more time, a little more time on task, and 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 he'll come back better than he was. All right, number two, Trey White starts the season on either IR or PUP. Yeah, true. I, I think he starts on PUP. Um, do you have – do you buy into any of the um, – not using the team doctor, the, the miscommunication or lack thereof communication that, that you've been hearing about that may or may not be true? I mean, it's a fact that he didn't go with the Bills doctors, but as far as communication, I, I which happens tell. a lot. I mean, people need yeah, to understand, yeah. you know, you pick right. your this doctor. This isn't something out of left field, but as far as a communication, I'd call bullshit on that. I, Trey White's one of those guys that he's, you know, always puts his nose down, works hard, comes back in great shape. I don't see – I just don't see it from that player. Uh, you know, if we were talking about a different player, maybe I would I would buy into it a little bit more. I don't really for him. Unfortunately, another player, Brandon Bean said it, they're going to run down the clock before they make the call on PUP. Um, but I think you've seen what, what Benford and Elam and Dane Jackson – I. Th- I don't want to go into the Rams game that way. If I'd, I'd love to go have Trey White on the field. He, he makes his team better. He's our number one corner. But if he's if he's not ready, uh, you know, he's not ready. So I, I think he ends up on PUP. Um, I think we'll see it next week. I'm hoping against it, but I, I, I think it's true. Before we move on to the next one, do you think the play of the young corners have anything to do with – um, or let me rephrase that. If they did, if they didn't have the play of these young corners, um, do you think they would be more, um, you know, more, would there be a better chance of them rushing him back a little sooner? No, I, I don't think so. I think you've, I think we've all seen during the McDermott era that they're, they, they kind of, lean on the, the side of caution with comes to injured players. And it's really worked out for this team. We haven't dealt too much with long-term injuries. We've been one of the healthiest teams in NFL. And I think, you know, when you have a star player on a big contract, I don't coming off of a, a major knee injury, you just don't rush them back. Um, it's not worth four games to, to miss the whole season. So yeah. I, I don't, I think it's, 
uh, certainly a plus, and it's a, like a godsend almost that the corners are playing so well, but I don't think it really makes a difference on whether Trey White starts on PUP or not. All right, moving on. Epinesa is a training camp hero uh, versus taking that next step this year. Well, he's been a training camp hero the last couple of years, and you know, a lot of the things that you hear about him is he's always better when the pads aren't on. And the guy's got a great get-off. We know that. I, I think, I don't know if it's PFF, and I don't buy too much of the PFF anyway. But I think it's his, like, his time off the ball at the snap is, is top tier, or like number one in the NFL, somewhere around there. Um, Which is surprising that because, you know, he was a power rusher in college. Yeah, and he's, his weight has fluctuated. You, you, you don't really expect that, I think, when you look at him. He doesn't seem like that type of player. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with fake news and say this is the year, you know, with Von Miller, you know, and, and the past rush you, and and just I, I think this is the year that he does take that step. So I'm going to go – was it fake news? Was that he he's gonna it's be fake, a, yeah yeah fake news? You think he's gonna make the next the next step? I hope so. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's it's true just so that uh, in spite of my my answer, I can be proved wrong because it would be great to see him pan out. Um, but yeah, up until this point, that's all he has been. And when you hear reporters talking about oh the pads on, you know it was the McKenzie thing when the pads came on, and guess what? McKenzie elevated his game. Uh, Epinesa, he's had, he had some pressures last week, but, um, you know, it's put up or shut up. I think we're tired of the, the Jerry Hughes of the world that are getting pressure, but you know, you, you got to affect the play. I, I don't need a sack, but I need a clear effect of the play. Uh, yeah. moving on, we got two more Elam will share snaps in week one. So whether that means it's platooning or, you know, he's rocky to start and or he loses composure or what have you, get a couple of penalties. Do you see Elam playing a hundred percent of the snaps week one? A hundred percent of the snaps is a is a tough quiz. That that's a tough Well, call. okay. <laughs> Outside of a pop or, or, or getting injured. Yeah. Like clearly we've seen platoon quarterbacks. You know, are we gonna see more of that or is he gonna be out there and have his growing pains? I think he's going to be out there and, and have his growing pains. I think Dane Jackson starts, and I think they will they will give him the opportunity uh, to live up to his draft status right off the bat. Um, now, if he blows it, we're not going to just you know decide. Ah, oh, it's just a rainy, you know, it's just a a training day here. We're playing the Rams week one. No, he. I don't. I think that the leash isn't going to be super short because you don't want to zap the kid for confidence. But if Benford gets on the field, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, True because you're right. You can't just pull the cord. Um, so that's why I think they're going to – the whole plan going forward is to have it as an – not an open competition because obviously that's happening in preseason, but more of a platoon so that, you know, the confidence doesn't get shaked. This is a part of the process and, you know – before. Before long, I think he's going to be out there. Um, honestly, I even see him. You know, let's say Trey White's out for four weeks. You know, if he if he stand, stays true, I can see him overpassing Dane Jackson. But you know, that's yeah. down the road. Well, you got to look uh, at too. The the Rams are going to go 
three, four wide. And okay, you know, you're going to need, you know, they're going to target him, you know, absolutely. They're going to, they're going to target all those guys. I mean, they're going to, they're going to play their game. So it's up to us to step up to the challenge. So not looking too far ahead, but yes, right. He he will be out there. Both of them will be out there. Uh, Lastly, Morris over Sweeney, Sweeney for tight end three. This one's tough. This one is tough. I mean, Quit Morris is kind of the the training camp darling right now for a lot of people. It's hard for me to comment on him. You know, you see the preseason games, but you're not. You know, we're not watching practice every day. But from from all accounts and from what we the limited snaps that we have seen, he he looks like a pretty explosive guy. And and you know what? It might not even be. Sweeney, because Sweeney has looked good. I mean, OJ Howard really hasn't shown up now. You you know you can't say, well, he's a first round pick, and and you know the contract. It's tough to get out from from these contracts once these guys sign. But well, yeah, I, I would say not. that Sweeney and Morris have probably outplayed Howard. So, I mean. The, the one thing that I have to say about O.J. Howard is he's always been a good blocker, and I don't care what anyone's saying. They're not watching him blocking in preseason, and they're not watching him blo- bro- blocking in training camp. So right. when I see a tight end, too, um, I'm looking for that more well-rounded uh, tight end. So I'm fine with O.J. Howard in that aspect. But as Jason Taylor, let's see, is he the, uh, the ex-player? I doubt it. But are we going to have a tight end three? And if it was up to me... No, I'm going to run with those OJ Howard as my second and Reggie Gilliam. I mean, I'm using him as my my if I need three athletic guys out in the field, you got it. And if you really what need about Dawson Knox. Well, that's what I mean. It's uh-huh. what I'm saying Dawson Knox, uh, OJ Howard and and obviously um, Gilliam. But right. if you're looking for the big run blockers, that's why you have Tommy Doyle. You know, he he is the the run blocking tight end, you know, for lack of a better term. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting. You know, it depends on what positions we want to be heavy heavy at. But I I agree with Jason that you know a tight end three is a luxury when you have five competent DNs and five competent D tackles, and then you got the Christian Benford. And do you want to keep Cam Lewis? There's a lot of guys that may play more of a role than your tight end number three. So yeah. um, I'm going to say fake news because I don't necessarily see either of them on the active roster or actually the 53 man roster. Just, just to comment on that, just for whatever, I do think that they keep three tight ends and I'm not including Gilliam there. I'm putting him as a fullback. Yeah, of course he's his own but, unicorn, you know, but I think Sweeney Howard, you know, if we're not to get into too many projections, but I think Sweeney Howard and Knox all make the team. I think, Sweeney is is developing, and I and as much as Quentin Morris, I mean, I think, you know, he'll be on the practice squad if they can get him on there. If he shows out too much, and another team claims him, but I think at this point they want to keep developing Sweeney, and I don't want to. I don't think they're going to want to give up on him. So I, I think all three of those guys make the roster. Will be interesting to see. And speaking of, um, you know, keeping guys on the roster where you may have to move allocate guys last year. Like I said, we, we went a little heavy on the D line. Um, is this year, is it going to be the wide receiver group? Is it going to be the offensive line group? Is it going to be the defensive back group? Um, which position group 
do you want to see them carry an extra player on and why? Well, as I just mentioned, tight ends, we did, we only kept two last year, Knox and Sweeney. So I think you are going one man heavier there by, by having OJ Howard. And, you know, I've mentioned in the past that I think that they'll go a little bit more two tight end set. And that might be, you know, that might not be true at all. Um, we'll see going forward once we get into the regular season. But other, looking at other things, I think maybe safety might be the other the other one that I think going from four last year, I think maybe they keep five this year. You know, Jaquan Johnson's a player they really like. Nick McLeod's a good player. Then you have Micah Poyer and Hamlin. It, it might be tough to get rid of one of those guys. So I think maybe you, you keep an extra safety, an extra tight end, and then – uh, as far as D end and D tackle, um, I think maybe we we only keep maybe five defensive ends. And yeah, I feel like it's going to be one or the others at five. One's going to be at five. One's going to be at four. Um, yeah, uh, you're, you're talking about cutting a. Um, obviously, Anku's been on this team. Brandon Bryant has been coming up in a lot of conversations. Um, so it's, you know, can you get a Brandon Bryant on the, the, the practice squad again? Who knows? We know Mike Love right. is our perennial practice squad guy at defensive end, um, which makes Shaq Lawson DN number five. Uh, it's tough there, but I think ultimately I'm going to go cornerback because of what you brought up about the safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, if Cam Lewis can, re- if he if he is a viable break glass in case of an emergency as a safety i think he offers way too much position flexibility special teams ability to not keep him on the roster um there's a lot of guys where he may not they may not be the 53rd best best player that was on um you know in the preseason but because of those things you have to do what makes sense if we active if we have him active on game day what can they bring to the table? How many snaps? Can they play 15 snaps? You know, I think that's a minimum. You can, Why roster a guy and make them active when they're just going to sit on the bench? they got to be doing something. So to me, mm-hmm. I think it's Cam Lewis, and I don't know, you know, again, he's a cornerback by nature, but not too long ago he's coming for Taron Johnson's uh, job. So you know, Cam Lewis is my guy, and and I know I, I, I'm comfortable seeing Saran Neal as the, as the, as the backup uh, nickel, but – yeah. If a guy can play boundary inside and, you know, again, break glass in case of emergency on the safeties, I'm definitely going to go f- go with that. Yeah, and we know we know McDermott and Bean love guys with versatility. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 like you said, it depends. If Trey White goes to PUP, that'll open up another roster spot. So, you know, Benford and Elam, Saran Neal, Dane Jackson – and you like Cam Lewis? Is yeah. there is there six or did you say five? Uh, well, I guess it would be five if if we send uh, um, Trey to the pop or IR or right. whatever. Um, but yeah, but even still, I mean, there's points in points in uh, the in in last season where we were rolling with four cornerbacks on game day. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny, you bring up a good point. Uh, Saran Neal can definitely play safety in a pinch. I think I don't. I think he's po- positionless. He's fast enough to play corner. He's physical enough to play safety in the box. Um, he he's he's one of those guys where I just I, I hope he gets 
the run that he deserves because I've always been a Saran Neal fan and I've gotten a lot of flag for it, but this guy stays on, he stays on the team and you know, we haven't seen him in preseason and I know a lot of it's doing uh, a lot of doing it because of being a gunner, but I mean, he, he, he lined up next to Travis Kelsey the last time we beat Kansas city. So yes, I do believe he can play safety. Um, that hybrid Jack role, whatever you want to call it. Definitely. And and we know he's a, he's a lock to make this roster too. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of cuts and locks, um, let's go on to our next segment talking about surprise cuts or trades moving forward. We mentioned in the open opener about guys who may be good enough to start on other rosters, but not necessarily ours. Um, guys who have made this team in years prior, um, but are cut due to numbers. If it's up to you, um, who do you see either being cut or traded that um, would be a surprise to the fan base? I got a couple. First one, and again, a lot of these for me is I'm not particularly hoping for them, but if we're talking about surprise trades or things that I can see possibly happening, um, the first one would be, for me, it would be Zach Moss. Um, I'm assuming trade. Yeah, trade. I, I'm going to start with trade. So these are guys that I think. They, I, I mean, he's not going to get cut. And, you know, I have nothing against Zach Moss at all. I think he's played through injury. And, you know, he could very well have a have a breakout season. And and that's great. I, I don't necessarily want him off the roster. But I think that with James Cook, you have that dynamic speed catch the ball out of the backfield um, guy that brings that, that fifth dimension to the, to the roster and Singletary they love, but Singletary has proven in, in, in the past that he can handle short yardage. If, if I had to compare them, you know, to each other, I'd love to see the numbers. And this is just the, the face test. I'm not really quite sure what it would be, but I'd be very comfortable having him there. And then Taiwan Jones, you know, is uh, a special teams player that that they love. And Smiley's a new coach, so I don't think he'll be off the roster. And then you have a, a Duke Johnson, and here's a guy you brought in. He 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 does kind of the same thing as as um uh brain fart here as uh as Cook, yeah. but he also backs up kick returner. He picks he he backs up punt return. So he's a guy that can kind of do a, a couple things too. And he looked great in Miami last year. So. Zach Moss is a guy that – do you see him re-signing with this team in, in, in two years? I don't. So – but at the same time, I, I expect him to be on this roster. So that's number one. Um, do you have any that you want to jump in before I go to the next yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you already mentioned one of them. We'll stick on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Taiwan Jones. Uh, again, I don't, I don't necessarily see it happening, but – if he's over the hill, um, if there's guys who are comparable to him that are younger, that can give you something on offensive de- or defense uh, in their given position, he may he may be a trade candidate or or straight up release. Um, I don't know what his actual his cut ramifications would be, but he's a guy where the the end the end probably comes quick for these special teams ace and you know like a medikevich same thing these guys are making good money and well deserved but still you know when 
when you're out there restructuring contracts just to get under the cap before the beginning of the season, you know, these are, these are tough calls you got to make. So I'm going to stick with uh Taiwan Jones. I'll pass it over to you. And then I got another one on offense. Okay. Is uh quick, is Taiwan Jones a captain on special teams? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not if sure. If in the chat, or, let or, us know. And, and, and you brought up Manikevich. It's another guy that, you know, the possibility is always there with a bail inspector and some of these young guys that, that don't cost much money. And, and so you never really know, you know, they can do, they can always be a surprise cut. Now I don't really think that there's much of a, a trade value in, in those players, maybe a Medikevich for a seventh or something. Taiwan yeah. Jones. I don't, maybe you're getting a seventh round pick in 2029. I don't know what you're getting there, but nothing against him. He, he, he fills his role nicely. Um, you know, you brought up a Cam Lewis, another very good player. Um, if he shows that he can play safety, maybe maybe a team calls for him. You know, maybe a Carolina kind of like uh, Daryl Johnson did a couple couple years ago, where he swapped a late round pick. Now, I don't, you know, a UB product. I don't want to see him go. And again, these aren't things that I actually want to see. I just I could see it happening, you know, because there's some value. These guys are good players, and and other teams are going to come for them if they're not starting on this team. And a lot of times they just don't have a path to that starting spot because there's an all pro player there. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of players that I was thinking. Two before we move on, um, Jamison Crowder. Uh, I believe he's just under two million. Uh, on a one-year contract, so it's not a terrible uh, dead cap. But again, if you're trying to get some of these young guys rostered, you know your 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 Isaiah's, um, or even if you're trying to get a black shear, sneak them onto the roster somehow, which I don't think is going to happen. But you know, looking for some of these young guys or trying to make space at other positions, um, Jamison Crowder is a guy out there. You know, he hasn't shown us a ton, and. I don't believe that they are scared to, you know, as long as, as long as they believe that Khalil Shakir is mature enough to handle, you know, these reps. And again, you don't really know until you start the regular season. I mean, the preseason week two is totally different than week 15, but if they believe that, then that'll at least give you the opportunity to have, again, another guy who can back up every position on that, in that wide receiver core. So I could, I could definitely see Crowder, although like, like you said, I would like to have him as insurance, but again, how many snaps is he going to see if Isaiah McKenzie is really, really has a stranglehold on that um, spot. Um, And then lastly, I could see Shaq Lawson getting cut. Um, Mm. He's a guy where he made a lot of money. Uh, and then bounced around year after year. And he was watching football at the end of last year. Nobody picked him up. Um, he's on a vet minimum contract here. Uh, I think he'll he'll make the team. Um, but again, he's that fifth, fifth man on the roster. He's not playing special teams. Love Shaq, but it's a numbers game. I definitely could see him um, getting the ax there. Um, yeah. Before we move on, we got a couple. couple I got a from good one for the, you, too. Okay, go ahead. I'm Before we move on, show. and this one, I was just thinking about this. This isn't, and this is out of left field, but um, hey, the NFL is a crazy place sometimes. But um, what do we got? Maybe a seventh because I feel like forgetting somebody other than Kumaro. 
Well, you, you know, you have Hodgins there, so you're going to be there. You go. Um, but if what could, could you possibly see any kind of scenario where Jordan Poyer is traded? I mean, in a championship, a, a team that's that's playing for a championship, I don't see this happening. I really don't. I, I but they seem to love Jaquan Johnson. Jordan Poyer is. I'm not sure how old he is. 31, 32. He's all right. Yeah, he's, I think he's 32. Yeah. Um, you know, his his contract is out. He wants a big money contract. Is there any situation where a team that's vying for a Super Bowl comes and, and, and trades a, a second or third round pick where you I think I'm the Bills would do it. I think the Bills would do it. Um but there would have to be a contract laid out for him before it happened. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. He, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if somebody's willing to give a four year contract to a 32 year old uh, safety who, again, his game is not necessarily finesse. That dude throws his body at, at defenders a hundred percent of the time. Um, so, I mean, I could see it just to try to get some value. But I think yeah. the bills also realize, you know, he, he is, he's so important to what this organization stands for ever since Sean McDermott came in. I mean, it's kind of cool to see that the two, you know, outside of Rollins. Josh Allen, the, the two, well, the two poster boys of the, yeah, of the, of, of 2017 are a backup nickel corner in George or a hide. And, you know, a third, a second, or third. I mean, he started in in Cleveland, but that's Cleveland. You know, he he, he yeah. was a fringe starter, so it, he means a lot um, to the team, to the fans. Uh, but like you said, business is business. It's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. Do I want it to yeah. happen? No. Um, but unfortunately, he's not going to be on this roster um, once his contract's up, because right. the Bills will probably be willing to add to throw a, a year onto that. But that means nothing to a guy who's trying to make his last, you know, last bit of bread. Um, and if he gets injured and the season's over, you know, he's not going to get that big contract again. So I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that, but that's kind of where I stand. No, and, and I'm with you. I mean, you look at 2017, you had Hyde, Poyer, and Trey White come in. And those guys can't break up. No, I, I don't want them to break up. And, and none of us do. And But... But like I said, the NFL can be crazy sometimes. And and I would be completely shocked too. But that's what we're and this is surprise, you know, we're talking about surprise things that yeah, who that thought can the Bills happen. were gonna get LaShawn McCoy when they did. Right. Same and I loved Kiko Alonso, yeah. you know. But, you know, he was a fan favorite. And Poyer I mean Poyer is a is a better player. And and I don't think this happens. I just met a guy, again, on the wrong side of 30 that's looking for big money. We're against the salary cap, and you have a player that in Jaquan Johnson that looks like a real player, you know. And, and sometimes you got to make difficult decisions. So I would be shocked. I'd be absolutely shocked, but I it wouldn't. I, my mind wouldn't be blown. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 correct. Um, we've seen more bizarre, crazier things happen, and um, I mean in all reality, I think they play out the season and then you kind of go your separate ways. 
But again, you know, if somebody called and asked, you know, if they offered a second round draft pick, are you going to say no as the Bills, especially with all the hype around Jaquan Johnson? Everyone's talking about how he's ready. You know, he's he's starter material on a loaded uh, defensive back. So it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Moving on to uh, the next segment. Um, Obviously, we've got a game (laughs) coming on tomorrow night. Uh, not much to look forward to outside of roster battles and, you know, these fringe players, players who can move the needle with a final preseason game. Um, we got a couple in mind, um, Bobby Hart, you think that he'll be able to show enough to make this roster given what we already discussed, um, with Ford being traded? Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think he's already made this roster, like it or not. Regardless of how he plays, so you, we think that the needle is set? I do. I, and uh, we've talked off camera. Um, I think he's here until at least Ike Butker is back from his stint on PUP or whatever it is he's on. Um, you know, the, the, he does have that positional flexibility to play both tackle spots. We don't want to see him at tackle. You know, we found out last year. Certainly not left tackle. It's certainly not left tackle. Um, But that he does have that that positional flexibility that McDermott loves so much and and that Bean loves so much. And I think you you kind of hit on it before. They like his mentality. He's been, uh, you know, kicked rocks on, (laughs) buried in the dirt by fans, including ourselves. And he's still here. And, uh, so he's got a you know a big heart and and hopefully he turns the corner with Cromer, um, but I think he's on this roster already until at least Butker is back. Jason asks if he's a better guard than Van Rotten. Uh, Van Rotten, the thing that I like about him is he can play center. Um, but if you are keeping Greg Mans and he's not injured, and you have Ryan Bates, I think Van Rotten kind of becomes redundant. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I. I, you know, Van Van Rotten, Van, Van Roten. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I thought it was Van Roten, but if it's Van Rotten, it might be unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I think they. You know, we've seen in the past that the the Bills like to keep uh, a backup center. That's just a backup. You know, we know Ryan Bates can slide over and play that position, but I expect him to be the starting guard. So if you lose Mitch Morris. I don't see them musical chairs. Yeah, I don't see them disrupting two positions to fill one and bring it in. We saw it last year and it was not a good no, design. No. So I do think that that uh Van Roten or um a man's makes the roster. I think it's man's over Van Roten though. All right. Um we spoke about Quentin Morris. Um we kind of laid out his path to the roster, Cam Lewis, we did as well. What about Isaiah Hodgins? He's really been a guy that a lot of fans have fallen in love with. Uh, they love the size and a guy who's been injured the last couple of years, finally making some hay. Can he move the needle? Can he do enough? Yeah. Tough call there. Um, I think he can move the needle, but I think, and, uh, somebody mentioned it earlier. I think it's kind of a Hodgins versus Kumaro thing. So, Again, we, we spoke on it before. Once you get to the back end of the roster and you're that that's maybe that sixth receiver, 
I mean, if you're, you're pushing it at seven, I don't think they keep seven. Um, but if they do, then, you know, you have a better shot to keep seven, obviously. But I think it's it's going to be tough because he's tried to play special teams. You see them putting him there. And was it always felt he was great red? Yeah, it, I feel like he could be. I, he could be, but we haven't seen it because the guy can't stay healthy. And Kumaro brings that value on special teams, you know, who's also not a small body. And, you know, Hodges is kind of – he's a bigger – I think he's taller than Gabe Davis, but is he that much of a, of a, a difference in, in body type to a Gabe Davis? Um, I want all these guys to make the roster. You know, you, you root for them all, and you want to see these guys come – you know, come well and, and 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 end up on you know doing what you think think they can do when you when you draft it. But unfortunately, it doesn't always go that way. Can you keep them on the practice squad again? I I hope so. Yeah. The uh, um. Well, that's he's going to the Giants if <laughs> if we try to put him on the practice squad. But yeah, like you said, for me, the only way he moves the needle is by showing out on special teams. He's got to do it. You know, there's got to be, luckily he's, we're not talking about replacing a gunner. I think gunner is probably yeah. the most coveted, um, special teams specialist position for, for this team or for these coaches. Um, but he has to show up on, on the special teams. He's got to do more and he's working on it. It may be a numbers yeah. thing. Um, we got something in the comments, uh, about Balen Specter. um, he needs a good game to uh, make the team and replace Medikevich, maybe. Again, I don't know what Medikevich, his cap hit would be. Uh, he's making a good deal of money, but um, what do you think, Balen Spector? Can he make this roster? Uh, well, that's a numbers game as well. How many linebackers do you keep, you know, on a team that plays primarily well, the, the, nickel? The good news is uh, Andre Smith is suspended. So as right, it is so right now, you got game. Tremaine, you got Matt, you got Terrell Bernard, and then you got Medikevich and then Dotson. So that seems like your six, right? Yeah. On the outside I looking mean, in, do, do you keep seven on a roster where you only play two linebackers 95% of the time? Seven linebackers, no shot. Yeah. No. I, six is pushing it, and you know, for this team. Another good player, I, I think he'll be a practice squad guy. Um, he may be Medikevich's replacement in the future. You know, get yeah, get him I'm, reps on special teams. They seem to, uh, again, people are going to be looking at the Bills to to pick, but are people going to be signing him to start? Or potentially be a backup, you know, a primary backup in the NFL? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it only takes that one team to have fallen in love with a player during the draft. And, man, we, you know, we were picking two picks after. We really wanted him and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, they their guys in camp aren't showing up. So I guess it only takes one to claim. But I don't really – once you get to, down to those, those draft picks in the sixth and seventh round, it's much easier to get these guys onto the practice squad. And, and that's where I think he ends up. I don't, I don't see him on the 53 man roster this year. There's probably half a dozen bail inspectors across the NFL right now, you know? So I agree there with you. Uh, Before we move on to our final segment, is there anybody else who you think may be able to acquire a roster spot uh, with this last preseason game? 
I think I think Brandon I like Brandon Bryant. I I think he makes this roster. I have him in my fifty three. Now, do you have five DNs or four DNs? I have five DNs and five D tackle. Did we keep ten defensive linemen last year? Right, if I believe so. I think we kept eleven. Uh, we kept eleven last year. Six DNs and, and uh, five D tackles. So yeah, I mean you're right. There's a, he, I think he's a rosterable pl- rosterable player. Um, but like we said, for everything, it, it comes down to a numbers game when your team is this damn good. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a this hard is not his first rodeo. Make. Right, I agree. All right, so uh, we're gonna move up. Anything else? Before we move on. No, I was just going to say he will be on an NFL roster, whether it's the Bills or another team. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be on a 53. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it was in our division or, again, down in Jersey. Um, right. Our last segment before we get into our predictions is going to be a new one. Uh, it's the tweet of the week. So I'm going to show you two tweets. Uh, you don't know um, either. You haven't seen either. Um and then you're gonna just just uh, give us a uh, give us a winner. So um, I hope it's sec. a Cole Beasley t- tweet. Yeah, no, 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 no Cole Beasley today. But you know, it, it was a short week, so yeah. Um, yeah. Give me one second. Let's see. All right. So the first one. Fox Sports NFL. The blank will finish number one in the AFC East. Um, Fox. Listen, I know any given Sunday, um, you know, any team can uh, go out there and and win. But is this is this an honest question or is this is this is this just getting likes? There's no way in hell any other team besides a even if (laughs) even if Josh Allen doesn't play every single game or every game that matters. um, I mean, who 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 we got? Who we got outside of that? (laughs) Well, first of all, you better knock on wood with that shit. Josh Allen is playing every damn game. Except for the last um, one. But what am I doing with this? What if the New York Jets? No, no, the, the, yeah. the, no, 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 you don't gotta pick you don't gotta pick anything. This is just oh, the, okay. first, the first of two tweets. So okay. just comment on this while I get the other one up. <laughs> okay. Well, the fact that the Fox Sports NFL is uh you know, putting it up between the, the Jets and the Bills and who's gonna win the AFC East. The Jets are gonna be lucky if they win a game an interdivisional game in the AFC East. And then the Dolphins is like, you know, they get they had one their little player, hype moment for, they get one player with Tyreek Hill and all of a sudden they're world beaters. They forget who they have a quarterback there. Good luck getting that guy, the ball with Tua at quarterback. So no, no, uh, the Bills are going to win a division period. Period. All right. Now we'll move give on to the, the second one. one. <laughs> yeah, give you the other one. All right. So this one's a little bit of a thread, and I'll walk you through it. So Ian Rappaport um, mentioned about Matt Hawk winning um, the uh, the or, or getting traded or released, uh, meaning the punk god, which, yes, we know um, there's allegations going on now, but this was picked before this, wins a Buffalo punter battle. Um, and this guy, Mr. Uh, Trev Reporter, Report. report. <laughs> uh, with a little a uh, Patriots logo in the background. Punk God, who hasn't punt played a single regular season snap, 
and that may be the case for the rest of his career, but let's let's assume otherwise. And then our, our friend over here, Colin B, says, um, we'll probably be inactive against the Patriots anyway, so no worries. <laughs> that one's great. I, I love that. That That's so, yeah. I mean, that's the winner. That's the winner, right? Yeah. That's For, on a multitude of reasons. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what, what was the playoff game? I mean, what did we go? Seven for seven on drives with max points, max yardage. Yeah. yeah it's a perfect game. It's a perfect game. All right. Let's close it out here. Um, who's the one player you're looking forward to most watching? This week. This Are we week. talking about this week? This week, oh. yes. Oh, wow. I'm super excited. This last preseason game. Uh, who am I looking forward to? You know, let's go with – we just talked about him. Let's go with Hodgins. Let's see what he can do. That's a good pick. He was yeah. – I, I got I got a couple of them, but he was one of them. Um I'm assuming he's going to be rolling with the first unit that gets out there. Um, and I, I think Carolina's starting their, their – they're their playing their starters for a quarter or two. Yeah, I think the guy, um, Matt Rule, said he's going to go on feel. So we'll It's very interesting how you know these teams are all over the place. They haven't really unified into what we had prior where it was like the first preseason game, no one plays. The second one, you get a series or two. The third ones is the – the bona fide uh, warm up. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. how everyone's changing it. Um, yeah, you saw uh, Todd Bowles down there at Tampa Bay. They uh, <laughs> Brady started. Yeah, they said if 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 you're healthy on this roster, you will be playing. Yeah. So and didn't I think one of their big time? I think a guard got injured, and obviously the other one retired. So I, well, they're yeah, their guard and center are lost for the year. Yeah, there. So that's uh. That'll be interesting. All right. For me, let's go with uh, the one who I was most, let's, how would you say, um, questionable about? And that's going to be our good friend, AJ Epinesa. Oh. You know, let's hope he gets some snaps against whoever their left or right tackle is. And uh, let's have more of those Miami type games that he had last year. Yeah. Damn, for sure. I really thought you were going to go Cam Lewis. I thought I thought you were going to go Cam Lewis. So Cam Lewis is a guy. Uh, I, I want to see him at safety. That's true. I already I already have a lot of confidence in Adam with him on the boundary and in the slot. Um, I kind of know what how I feel about him. I'm just more curious to see if if he if he can overcome those numbers games because there's no way he's making it through to the practice squad. I mean, this guy has NFL experience. He has that cachet of being able to play multiple positions and he's yeah. on the bills. Um, Jason says Blackshear. Listen, I, I, one of my questions in the beginning of the year was who's the new Duke Williams. And uh, I think Blackshear is that guy. He's great. He's awesome. He's not going to make the team sadly. <clears throat> and you know, warranted. Um, and then Kenny goes with Benford and Elam against DJ Moore. I like the matchup, um, but I, I've seen pretty much all I really need. Like, I'm going to be watching them, but um, Epinesa is a guy where it didn't, you know, I went back and watched the game last week and saw some of the the, the noise he made, and I'm just curious to see what will happen against ones, you know, because 
Denver, Denver is not a good team to begin with, and they certainly lack the depth. And it was evident last week. Yeah. Um, score prediction doesn't mean anything, but let's do it. How many games have the Bills won in a row for the preseason? Was it ten? It's got to be ten. So I'm going to continue with the Bills. I think Carolina gets some points, being that they start their starters. They start their starters. Um, I'm going to go Carolina twenty-seven, Buffalo twenty-eight. There you go. Yeah, I mean, let's let's let it keep. Let's the the preseason dominance roll another year. Um, we'll go. Bills, 31, Carolina, 26. You wanted uh, to go 27. You just didn't want to agree. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I just, you know, in the preseason, I feel like there's just, you get weird scores. So, yeah. See a lot and of they, field goals. And... Yeah. They'll, they'll probably, I mean, the Bills are 28, but whatever. I was right week one. <laughs> All right. Um, Last thing before we leave is a hot take. Give me one hot take for that's going to happen this uh, or tomorrow. Anything. Number, stat, prediction. Prediction. Well, I went with Hodgins as my player to watch. So let's pick Hodgins to show out a little bit with five catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Very nice. I'm going to say, I am going to say one of the two rookie cornerbacks intercepts Baker Mayfield um, in the first half. I like it. I like it. And we'll, we'll roll into the, the regular season with some steam. Yeah. Uh, that is, that's going to do it for us. Cody, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, no, just looking forward to the 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 final roster. I'm sure some fans will have their hearts broken for a player like a black shear if he doesn't make the team or Cam Lewis or Nick McLeod or one of these guys. You know, we're all gonna have our difference of opinions and and uh but soon enough this team will be what it's gonna be going into the into week one there. So I'm I'm excited and uh that's pretty much it. Go Bills. Yeah, that that's for sure. Um, preseason or the season snuck up on us. It's uh, you know we're we're less than two weeks away. Not quite sure if we'll be. We're out, we're definitely going to do a show the Wednesday prior. Not sure about next week in between. Maybe we'll do. Uh, if we do, maybe we'll have like a uh, a season's prediction or whatnot. Um, but other than that, we will catch you for the home opener or the, the season opener regardless on Wednesday and uh, yeah thanks for tuning in everyone please like and share comment all that good stuff and uh, go Bills let's go Buffalo
Yeah. It's been a long time coming to rep the East Buffalo bad with a vengeance We resurrected the team, man, we dangerous Watch for these horns, they lacerate and cut We don't play no game while we play this game No, I play in us You know what it's about, you made me wanna shout They said to take it now, we took another route Deuces to the drought Played through all the doubters, finger pointing and laughing The ones that was talking that trash are the same ones Circling wagons, we ain't having it Dominate divisions ever since we put the L in it Knocks of competition, now the stadium like hammer fists Stefan digs a grave and he pays respects uh, to the cornerbacks that can't cover quickness, then he catches it. Yeah. In 1995 to 2020, break the streak. Yeah. Kept the faith in every season for the team, cause I believe. Taught me no matter how many times you're down, do not accept defeat. You feel like number 17. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What? You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay. 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 You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Who? Josh. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Yeah.